celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend. Here's the toll-free number, one 866 405-8405. And on the other end of that phone, Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Volani ready to answer your questions about your pets. And uh, they're ready to go. I see that uh, you no longer have Diet Pepsi. You used to come in with a Diet Pepsi. Now it seems like you're just uh, loaded with iced tea today. Iced tea, man. It's way more strong. I've learned that. I've got the shakes today, man. More caffeine. But you're ready yeah. to answer the phones, and we'll do that in just a couple of I seconds. Am. Have you ever thought about taking any of your dogs to a doggy detox or doing a canine cleanse? Have you ever heard of that, Dr. Debbie? You know what? I've heard of it. I haven't had it in my area, but I would, I'd consider it because I would do it for myself. You know, we're not talking colon cleanses. We're talking, you know, like a detox cleanse. (laughs) There is this hotel on the West Coast, I believe in Morristown, New Jersey, that specializes in canine cleanses. And they just finished their first canine cleanse week program. And we're going to find out uh, how it went. We'll talk to them in just a few minutes right here. Also, Dr. Marty Becker is back. What do you got on the show, Doc? Going to talking about uh, you got a maybe you got a new pet or you got an old pet. I want to talk about some things that your veterinarian might not tell you. Ooh, it might be things you need to know, or it might be things they don't tell you on purpose. Okay, that, that's on the way. I, I'm going to stick around for that. <laughs> that's for sure. That's a tease. What about you, Lori? What are you working on for this hour? Well, like our our vets, Dr. Becker and Dr. Debbie, uh, they've probably suspected this for a long time, but there's a new study coming out from uh, the vets up at UC Davis Veterinary School, and they say the color of your cat has got a lot to do with its personality. Hmm. It's tude, huh? Catitude. Catitude. Okay, that's on the way. Let's go to the phones for your calls right now. Hi, Monique. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? Uh, Tascadero. Just oh. up the road from you guys. Yeah, just down the street. Well, how can we help you? I got the whole dream team here for you. Oh, wonderful. I have a male cat that is my neighbor's that has found my kitty door and likes to come in my house. I'm told he has been sick, but he sprays everywhere. How do mm. I stop in- him from coming in? And or I thought males could not spray. Oh, sure they can. Female cats can okay. spray, too. So any cat can spray. <laughs> so, yes. So um, so the word's gotten out. you got a good place to, to live. So this cat knows what your other cats are saying. Hey, this has got Yeah, my other food. cats watch them come in and go, oh, okay, he's here. They don't growl okay. at him. They don't hiss at him. So he just makes himself at home and, like, puts his feet up on the couch and is watching TV with everyone. Just about, yes. And he knows when I come home, he goes, oh, she comes home to feed, okay. And he runs around to the where I have the kitty door at and lets himself in uh-huh. and uh, helps himself. And, and oh. he'll wait till the others have eaten, and he'll, he hides behind a, a table. And then I see his little gold eyes back there, and he goes, okay, I can come out now. And he just helps himself, and I let him eat oh. for a little bit, and I throw him out, you know. But... <laughs> Well, the problem is for several things here. One is you're letting him eat, so you're giving him that reward. So kind of because I know he's going to eat whether I'm there or not. 
Well, yeah, but but you have to take take responsibility for your actions and part of this equation because you're giving him a reward for coming in the house. So to ask him to not come in when you're giving him rewards is, uh, you know, that's that's asking a bit much from a cat who's learned how to be a polite guest in your house. So. He's very a polite guest, and that's why I kind of have a hard time with him. But at the same time, it's just like okay. Okay. So your situation is a little different than our average caller that I feel a lot. A lot of times I'll get people saying, ah, you know, I've got neighbors' cats that come around. How do I keep them from spraying on my front door or my porch? That's a different type of approach because those kitties, we use outdoor deterrence to keep them away from the home. With yeah. this kitty, the solution that I would have for you is to get a, a motion-activated or a, um, a microchip-activated uh, pet door. So instead of just having a door that anybody can come in willy-nilly, we want to get one that is activated, sometimes by either magnets or microchips. But the, the new technology with microchips is that they can um, actually wear either a collar that has a microchip. Um, I do believe there are some that actually can be synced with your pet's existing microchip. Um, okay. So that when they come up to the door, it opens for that pre-programmed um, number. And then if, well, a, say, a... A raccoon comes up or an, a stray cat that doesn't have access, that door will not open for them. So unless that okay. cat is like right on your kitty's heels and is coming in the door, um, they're not going to be able to get access. So that, that would be the best solution. And you may need to look at, um, you know, different pet stores. Um, you may want to go online. I do believe there's a resource, um, pet doors. I think it's petdoors.com or .org or something like that. But they okay. go through some of the different descriptions of the technology with, um, doors. And there's a lot of things out there. So a lot of people don't know you can have this kind of limitation. So, and that also helps a little bit with security for, you know, people or um, other critters. I had a client who's um, a pit bull ran in and, and killed their animals in their house, um, ran through the doggy door and just um, kind of ransacked the house. And uh, yeah. so well, you can restrict that access. Up, you know, yeah, they had to climb a couple of stairs to get in to the kitty door because it's hooked onto the bathroom window. So it's not on oh, the wow. ground even. you got to come up a ways. Well, that's good. At least you've restricted the dogs and, uh, you know, the yeah. things like maybe coyotes. But my question but, yeah. is, well, do, do you know if those pet-type windows that use sensors like that, if you can hook up multiple collars or multiple tags? Because I have four cats. Yeah, I believe so. And I don't know the specifics on each and every product. But, oh, um, right. yeah, they definitely do. They do have that capability for more than one pet. So, yeah, okay. that that should be something I would that you can... have to be able to think it up for four different ones because all their microchips right. would be different. Right. Absolutely. And, and from, from what I understand, um, and I'm not sure if my friend has one called the Sure Flap, and I'm not sure if that pre-programs for multiple ones, but I'm pretty sure it does. Um, okay. So that, yeah, that, that would be a solution. And, you know, the reality is, okay, so, you know, if you can keep this cat out of the house, that may help. Um, and is it, are we confident it's that cat that's spraying, or do we know if your cats are spraying? I am confident it is that cat because it's where he hides. Mm, maybe, maybe not. The table. Yeah, maybe not. A- yeah, so it doesn't necessarily, because your household, when that cat is gone, they may be coming up to that area as well and marking. So, so that's the challenge that we have is when we have a territorial signal, and that's what urine marking is. It's, you know, a cat saying, hey, this is my zone, man. You know, I'm marking it. It's like graffiti. It's cat graffiti on the wall. Yeah. Um, so that's basically the essence of what it is. So, you know, if we can keep that cat out, it might help the urine marking situation if it's either that cat or your other cats objecting to the presence of it and saying, hey, this is my corner of this dining room or whatever. Um, I'm going to make my scent known because I see you're over there. 
So it could help in either scenario. But the other things that I do recommend to do would be to just look at where your cat's resources are, litter boxes, food, water, perching sites, and make sure it's at an area that's a, a bit distant from the access points in the house, so like the, the cat door or the human door, um, because those are areas where a lot of times they will either see or smell outside cats. So we want to make sure yeah. those resources are comfortable, that they don't feel threatened, that they're not real visually um, accessible to those other animals outside. So that, yeah, that's just kind of a psychological change. Yeah, the food in the, in the, in the front room and the litter boxes are in the bathroom. But this cat just sprays willy-nilly, sprays in the bathroom, he sprays the fireplace. Until you see him in the act, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because there's multiple cats in this household. And, um, you know, you, you have to be certain that it's it's really that one before we talk about who's at fault here. Okay. I, okay. I'm willing to do that. All right. Well, good luck with that. And make sure you do use in those areas the cats have eliminated a good enzyme-based uh, cleaner. Avoid ammonia. Yes, that, that was my next question is how do I clean that? So yeah, they get the yeah, stay away from no ammonia cleaners and no bleach because those are strong attractants. So it does nothing to deter right. a cat. But the enzyme-based products actually break down the odors. Um, so that's what you're going to look for um, to help clean the site. Oh, okay. All right. You got it. Well, good luck with things, Monique. one 405 to reach out to the Dream Team right now. Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Volani. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by World's Best Cat Litter. Hey, cat lovers. Here's what I did. I ditched my giant box of cat litter and switched to the concentrated power of World's Best Cat Litter. It delivers big performance in a tiny package. I get mine over at Target, Walmart, and even in my local grocery and pet store. Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hey, Kim, how are you doing? Hi, great. Where are you today? Um, Actually, I'm in my vehicle traveling back from Texas. And I was listening to the show, and uh, on my way back to Indiana, um, and I had a question for Dr. Debbie. She's right here for you. Here I am. Hey, what can we do for you? Well, my problem is I uh, I have three rescued dogs. Two of them are Weimaraners. Uh, I've had them for three years. Uh, Sergeant, the oldest male, they told me when I got him from the rescue site that he had had a, an allergic reaction to uh rabies vaccine so um, my vet has him on a different type of a rabies vaccine but what they didn't tell us at the time was he has all kinds of allergies and Mm -hmm. um, so we've tried different things Uh, my vet and I we've done uh, he's had his thyroid checked he's had uh, literally had to have surgery on one of his ears he developed a hematoma from all the shaking and it's really uh, it affects his ears the worst and uh, I'm just wondering if there's anything else that we can do or try, you know, to see if we can get him some relief. Uh, What the regime we have him on now that seems to, you know, keep it moderated the best is he takes Benadryl, and he takes about six a day, and they're 50 milligram each. So he's, he's getting about 300 milligrams of Benadryl a day. I'm assuming he's a big size boy then. Yes, he's 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 about 106 pounds. Oh yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, as far as for yeah. a, a good sized fella, it would knock us on our toes <laughs> to the floor. Yeah. But uh, yeah. dogs are different. And, and so, what else besides the Benadryl then? Um, then he, uh, I changed food. We tried uh, we tried the prescription diet, which you know didn't get any uh, any relief from that. But what I did do was change them to uh, Nutro dog food. 
which is okay. supposed to be good for, you know, skin allergies and so forth. Their coats are beautiful, but he still, without the Benadryl, um, he, you know, he just will drive himself crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's almost on his, on the inside of his ears, it almost looks like he has eczema. But, uh, we biopsied him, uh, three months ago when they did the surgery on the hematoma. We went ahead and biopsied and sent it in, and they couldn't find, you know, it was no type of, uh, a mite or anything like that. And like I said, they, they checked, you know, did blood work and so forth. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering if, uh, if we do that, and then there's also, uh, a, a special shampoo that I bathe him in that kind of, you know, helps relieve it somewhat, but, didn't know if you knew of any other avenue that we might approach or maybe I need to do an elimination diet with him. Maybe there's, you know. Yeah, definitely. And with, um, you know, the the elimination diets, there's, you know, a lot of different ones to try. So if you try one or two, sometimes, you know, there's there's other ones out to try. And every every dog is different on what they respond to, whether they do well with a special a modified um, limited antigen diet, such as like a, a lamb and rice diet or a venison potato diet. And other dogs do better with the other style, what we call the hydrolyzed protein diet. So, you know, you can kind of mix it up. And if you haven't switched between the two methods, then I, you know, talk to your vet about that because that might be a a, a relatively simple thing we can try before we start getting into some of the heavy-duty stuff because I'd have to say, you know, that, Kim, it sounds like your veterinarian has done a tremendous job in trying to manage this condition. And, And that is the frustrating part is that, Allergies are such a huge chronic problem that um, sometimes we do our best to battle it and to control it, but we don't always win. Um, but we just try to keep the pet, the pet comfortable and to prevent some of the side effects, you know, like the hematoma, which is basically a big blood blister on the ear that develops from a lot of scratching and infections. Oh, yeah. It was like the yeah, size so, of a hot dog. <laughs> oh, golly, yeah. Now, the, the next steps that I would go, and, um, you know, if, if you were here in my office and we've tried all those avenues and I'm comfortable that, you know, we had a, you know, all of the different medicines that we've tried have not brought on a good response, what I would look at is the possibility of doing some allergy testing. Um, And in your area, that if you have a specialist around, that can be done through a a veterinary dermatologist. If you don't have a specialist around, then a lot of general practitioners can do a different style of allergy testing. And um, my preferred way that I like to do allergy testing is with the dermatologist where we do a skin patch testing, where basically they test the pet against all the common antigens or the allergens in your area, um, household things, trees, shrubs, human dander, believe it or not, pets can be allergic to. Um, they can test for those things, and um, that is done through a specialist. And Now, if you're not inclined to do that or that's not readily available, then a lot of practices um, at mine, we will send out a blood allergy test. So we basically draw blood and send it out to a lab where they test in vitro, you know, in a and basically in a test, what potential allergens we might be sensitive to. And, and that can help in developing a set of antigens or shots that you can give to help desensitize a sergeant to some of those common things because you may not be able to eliminate things in his environment such as trees, right. grass, you know, and neighbors would have a problem with that. So, <laughs> so yeah, an allergen actually, therapy. You know, I mean, and we're, we're able to keep him, you know, comfortable that way, but I just feel like, okay, you know, I, am I going to shut his liver down eventually with all the Benadryl? You know. Yeah, and Benadryl won't typically, you know, create a lot of concerns in that way. Um, right. As far as if we were using heavy doses of steroids, which is kind of the next therapy that you can get into if antihistamines don't work, 
Um, but uh-huh. steroids are kind of a slippery slope because they can help with allergies, but then you get the whole gamut of side effects with that. Now, uh-huh. Besides um, prednisone or steroids, then we can actually look at cyclosporine. And if you haven't looked at that with your veterinarian, that might be another option. For a large dog, it can be very costly in the initial uh, phases uh-huh. of starting the medicine. But if we can wean our pets down to maybe just a few times a week dosing, it can become more financially uh, uh, reasonable. Um, but that's basically an immune-modulating drug. Um, and one of the brand names of that out now is called Atopica. And I have a lot of success with that for allergy patients especially if, you know, they've been on prednisone and other therapies and just aren't getting, you know, everything we want. So you might add that into the regimen as well. So. And it was called Atopica? Atopica. Mm-hmm. Atopica. Okay. Um, I will yeah. broach that with her when I get back to Indiana and, and uh, because he really um, is a great dog, you know. Go and, give him a big uh, old just, hug from all of us and let us know yeah, how it turns I, out. <laughs> I will do that. Thank you so much for we, your time. We appreciate you listening to Animal Radio. one 405 8405 to talk to any one of the Dream Team. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten free. When you travel to New York, L.A., Chicago, and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kimpton Hotels, where all pets are always free. In the meantime, enter your pet in Kimpton's 5th Annual Pet Photo Contest by January 31st to win fantastic prizes like a three-night getaway to any Kimpton hotel, plus airfare for two people and a pet on JetBlue. Enter at KimptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag KimptonPetPick2016. Sit, stay, and play at Kimpton Hotels. There are times being a genius would really come in handy. As your doctor, I'm going to give it to you straight. You have a severe case of gustatory horpilation aneurysis, and you need to choose between a cystoplastic volantate treatment or orthostatic muscae surgery. I'll give you a second to think it over, but we'll need an answer right away. It's bad. But thankfully, you don't need to be a genius to do your own taxes, because TurboTax's Smart Look feature gives you on-screen assistance to help answer your questions so you're never on your own. Intuit TurboTax. Taxes done smarter. Feature availability varies by product and platform. Why are there seasonal beers? Because as seasons change, so do our thirsts. In hot summer, we crave something light and citrusy, like Sam Adams Summer Ale. Leaves change, and we seek out the malty comfort of Oktoberfest. Winter's chill makes us want rich, warm brews, like winter lager. Then spring blooms and beer turns bright again. Sam Adams Cold Snap. Crisp and refreshing. The beer brewed to bring you from snow to sun. Sam Adams Cold Snap. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. Hi, this is Carrie Annie from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay and new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. It's Animal Radio. 
And we are celebrating the connection with your pet. Here's the toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405. And on the other end of that phone, well, Judy is answering your phone, and she's screening calls for Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Volani. And we'll go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. I want to welcome yet another station to the Animal Radio Network, and this would be KWQQ. Double Q in Farmington, Bonaparte, Iowa. Woohoo. So welcome guys to and gals to the uh, Animal Radio Network and I think that is probably our most Midwest station. I think you're right. Looking at a map. We'd love to hear from you. And in fact, if you're brand new to Animal Radio, to my right is uh, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. To my left, Joey Volani, the dog father with your grooming questions. And over in the newsroom over there, we have Miss Lori Brooks working hard in the newsroom. In fact, what do you have coming up this hour? Well, the AKC, busy that they are, has added two new breeds of dogs to their registry. Huh. We'll tell you, you know, what they're like and what you can expect in their names. Okay, that's on the way right here in just a couple of minutes. And in a few minutes, we're going to talk to a lady who, uh, she's a marketing manager for a hotel for animals. And this hotel for animals, strictly animals, I believe, we'll have to ask her, is having a canine or had a canine cleanse. Not a colon cleanse, to be confused. A canine (laughs) cleanse, uh, which is a doggy detox program. And apparently the same kind of things that you would go through for humans. I believe they have a a strict diet and uh, meditation and all that. We'll find out more about that in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Don't you know this healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. Cats love it. Always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. Learn more over at RedBarnInc.com. And thanks, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Joanne Worley on Animal Radio. Hello! And please spay and neuter your pets. As a matter of fact, spay and neuter your friend's pets also. Give it to them as a present. What a good idea. Hi, this is Joyce Hewitt on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animals. Thank you. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix Flea and Tick Medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Lori Brooks. A hairless terrier and an ancient North African hound are now ready to run with the pack of dog breeds that are recognized by the American Kennel Club. The AKC has announced that the American Hairless Terrier and the Sluji have joined 187 other recognized breeds. American Hairless Terriers are bare-skinned, though some have kind of short coats that do carry the hairless gene. Their rise began when a hairless puppy was born in a litter of rat terriers back in the 70s. The Sluji, also called the American Greyhound, was developed to hunt. They're kind of lean, leggy dogs that have some similarities to Salukis, and they're known for speed, endurance, and grace, but they're kind of reserved dogs. 
Veterinaries from the University of California at Davis have discovered that cats with calico and tortoiseshell coat patterns tend to challenge their human companions more often than cats whose fur is not so flashy. The research backs up long-standing observations among veterinarians that such cats are often difficult, you might say. The study, based on a survey of more than 1,200 cat owners, found that calicos and torties are more likely to hiss, chase, bite, swat, and even scratch humans during interactions. The UC Davis data also suggests that cats with gray and white and black and white coats are slightly more likely to engage in those behaviors as well. And researchers said they found that to be kind of surprising. Cats sporting other colors, including solid black, though, they say, display aggressive personality characteristics far less often. So if, if you're not familiar with cat coloring, calicos are mostly white with patches of orange and black, and torties often have coats that feature a variety of black, brown, amber, and red patches too. And because two X chromosomes are necessary to produce that coloring, the vast majority of both types of cats are female. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Remedil to non-prescription items like canine Advantix Flea and Tick Preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics, Canine Caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world, and that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at CanineCaviar.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating the connection with our pets, here's the toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie, we're dog father Joey Volani. Is she on the phone? This is really cool. This happened last week. Deb Montgomery is joining us from the Morris Animal Inn, and they're located in Morristown, New Jersey, and they had a doggy detox program. And this is, you know, <laughs> the beginning of the new year. I know yeah. it sounds silly, but a lot of people like to go through their cleanses, and right. that's exactly what they have offered dogs. So we'll find out exactly what's going on there. Let's welcome to the show Deb Montgomery. Hi, Deb. Hi. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> well, you need to explain what what was this event you had, the Doggy Detox program? Yes, um, to kick off the new year, uh, we had a canine um, cleanse, and it's a, a health 
health wellness getaway camp. So it's just for the week, and it was a fantastic event. A lot of dogs came, and um, a lot of fun with the detox drinks and whatnot. So uh, a lot, a lot of fun happening here. Now, is this, <laughs> is this humans and dogs, or just the dogs? It's just the dogs. Okay, so no, no humans allowed. Bummer! I wanted to sign up. I know. <laughs> I know. A lot of people say that. I mean, um, the the veggies and the smoothies that are that are put together are definitely a, a human could drink it as well so <laughs> well a bunch of uh, dog guardians shelled out uh, what i think 260 dollars for a week there and what did the animals get you know, we have a lot of activities um, the past week. We had a relay race, a doggy mud run, hiking. <laughs> we did a lot of nature trail runs. Um, we had a Zumba dance party and a, a obstacle course. And then along, you know, we also had some spa amenities going on, too. We had blueberry facials and coconut <laughs> oil and spritz brush outs. We had a lavender towel treatment. Um, we also had um, baby powder belly rubs, and then a pot-a-cure where you're massaging the paws a little bit there. And then, of course, with the juices, we kind of mix it up a little bit between um, we had bananas and blueberry drinks, we had green bean protein shake, uh, kale and carrots drink, apple and peanut butter blend, and like a pumpkin and yogurt as well. So we really did a lot of things, and uh, (laughs) they went home absolutely exhausted, but definitely more relaxed and healthy and happy, and clients loved it. stay the night for the week or was this just the day thing well you know some of the dogs did spend the night um there is an option it is a daycare event but um we do offer lodging as well so we did get both do you offer regular daycare throughout the year Yes, absolutely. We have um, throughout the year is daycare as well as we have special events all throughout the year. So, um, so yes. <laughs> How did this start? This uh, this is kind of an, an interesting take on a kennel. You know, we have always. Um, Believe well, the family has been around. Um, the business has been around since 1960, and so through the years, we really like to take care of our guests. Uh, both dogs and cats come here, and uh, we want to make sure that they have the best quality care, and we want to make it fun. So it's really just a fun event that we put together. You know, we brainstormed, we did research, we talked to a lot of people, talked about um, to the clients as well, just to see what their needs are. And and, um, and this is what we came up with. <laughs> do you think you're going to do it again next year? You know, what we do is, um, you know, we get feedback and everything. It seems like everybody loved it. It is a possibility. We do change things up all the time, though, so it's hard to really say definitely um, because we're always, um, you know, we want to keep things new and fresh and fun. <laughs> now, can I do any of these things at home to detox my dog since I missed out on it? Oh, of course, of course. I mean, we always recommend speaking to your veterinarian um, as well because, you know, each dog is different. They have different needs, and we always recommend, you know, small doses because, <laughs> you know, a lot of times if you're starting something brand new with your pets, I mean, they can have, you know, diarrhea or something. You know, you never know. Yeah. So you want to be safe and sorry. So um, definitely small doses. So. For example, with our kale and carrots drink that we did, um, you know, if you add a little chicken broth in there, throw it in the blender, I mean, it really entices them. And, I mean, they lapped it up. They loved it. 
<laughs> so it's definitely stuff you can do at home. Dr. Debbie, you should uh, have one of these at your office there. <laughs> I know. I, I would be signing up, and I, I think if you threw the people in with it, you'd even get, like, you know, a meditation time. Like, I, I was going to ask you, do, do you have any uh, problems where you say have, like, a, a rogue retriever who's, like, being disruptive during meditation hour or something like that? <laughs> you know, we do have an energetic bunch sometimes, but by the end, I'll tell you, they really, they're falling asleep. They're relaxed once we get to that point where we have the music and you know we have um, the massages and you know just letting them um, take that moment to relax you'll be surprised how even the energetic ones tend to start to get really calm especially with those around them you know they realize wow you know um, and they go home just uh, I wish you could talk to our clients too they're they're so happy that because they're working all day because they're doing things during the day the fact that they have us to take care of that for them um, when they go home and they pass out they send us pictures of them like rolled over passed out on the couch <laughs> they're like this is what you did for my dog thanks <laughs> so uh, <laughs> that's how we know we're doing okay uh, the website is morrisanimalin.com. If you're in the New Jersey area or plan to be, this looks like a, a fabulous place to uh, have the animal spend a few hours at. Thank you. And uh, we'll put all that information over at animalradio.com. Thanks so much for hanging with us. Deb Montgomery, the Morris Animal Inn Marketing Manager. Check it out. A luxury pet spa and resort. I think there's another job for us. We should there open up go. one of these yes, over on the West Coast. On the West Coast. I'm saying. Right. <laughs> yep. Thank you. This is Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We have Dan on the phone. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Well, I've got a uh, rescued greyhound, and I'd like to turn her into more of a watchdog instead of a lap dog. Instead of a what? <laughs> lap dog. You mean your your greyhound's a lap dog? Did you say what kind of dog? Uh, she's a greyhound. Greyhound. But, um, yeah, she she thinks um, she's the queen of the house. I mean, but of uh, course, she's yeah. rotten. But uh, I'm I'm wanting her to become more of a uh, a watchdog since she's there with my wife by herself. So uh, okay. I didn't know if there was any tricks to making teaching a dog to do this. Okay, what is her general um, personality? Um, how does she normally behave and interact in the home? Oh, she's just, the home is her palace, and uh, <laughs> if anybody comes to the door, they're, they're there to see her, not anybody else. Okay, she kind of pushes ahead of the crowd to <laughs> get her pettings. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to tell you there that, Dan, you may have picked the wrong breed um, for the purpose of being a guard dog. Um, well, greyhounds yeah. are they're they're not really known for um a strong protective instinct and in fact a lot of greyhounds can be very submissive um and even a little bit of fearful now if she yeah. sounds like she's pretty well adjusted and she likes people coming to the home um yeah it's hard to change those stripes and to make her into a uh, aggressive dog and i wouldn't encourage that um right. you know you can you can encourage um alertness to things like doorbell sounds um and have her you know teach her to bark to those type of things but it's really hard for some dogs to ask them it's like asking a labrador to to be a guard dog you know they are just such um <laughs> 
wiggly little uh, love bugs that it's really hard for them to have those types of skills. And that's how breeds have developed over the years is that there's aptitudes with different breeds for some of these different skills. Um, right. So I don't think I'm going to really have a lot of great advice here for well, you, Dan. I, I didn't think. I didn't know. We used to have two of them, and the other one was too aggressive. And uh, when, when they were together, you know, when somebody would rattle the door or, or they would hear noises outside, the one would get up and the other one would follow. But uh, then they tend to not get along together. So we had to send her back to the uh, shelter, but they, she got readopted. But uh, this one here, I mean, we used to have Bashan. And uh, she thinks she's just an overgrown Bashan. She she wants to come right up in, in your lap, and uh, when it, when it's time for attention, uh, she she comes over and nudges you, and and when it's time to go to bed, she barks and goes to bed. So. Well, she's got a good deal going. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> she's training us very well. She's got your number. Listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1 866 405 8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Kimpton Hotels. You know, your pet is cute, right? We all think our pet's cute. I know I have the cutest pet. Here's what I suggest you do enter them in Kimpton Hotels' fifth annual pet photo contest. Up for grabs, the ultimate hospitality getaway. Get that? Hospitality. Three nights at any of Kipton Hotels plus airfare for two humans and a pet on JetBlue. Enter before January 31st at KiptonHotels.com slash pet contest or Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag KiptonPetPick2016. And we are celebrating the connection with your pet. Here's the toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405. And on the other end of that phone, Judy is greeting calls for Dr. Debbie and dog father Joey Volani. And we'll go back to the phones in just a couple of seconds here. And in a few minutes, we're going to talk to a marketing manager for a hotel for animals. And this hotel for animals, strictly animals, I believe, we'll have to ask her, is having a canine cleanse. We'll find out more about that in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. You know, the conversation we were having on Facebook this last week was about whether or not your dog or cat or iguana, whatever it is, do they sleep in the bed with you? Because 20 years ago, the dog was out back in a kennel. Yeah, they weren't even in the house. Now they're in the house. They're family members. And in my situation, I have cats all around me at night. In fact, I blame all of my back troubles on (laughs) the cats. I know. You won't move them, do you? You have to move for them. I have a lot of trouble with the animals in bed. Joey, you were talking about that a couple of weeks. Ago. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. We have the four Karen Terriers that sleep in a um, king size bed with my wife, and I'm not allowed to get into the bed. They they basically attack you. Remember Jinjin on Genie? Oh. Think of Jinjin, okay, but four times, and um, just you know tearing you up because you're getting in the bed. So I sleep in the other room. <laughs> yeah, I would put an end to that. What is your wife? She she doesn't mind, does she? She's okay with that? No, she wants me in the other room. What are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. She's probably trained. I tell you dog. what, it's, yeah. it's most of the time it ain't too bad being in the other room. So 
Let's hit the phones. one 405 8405 Do your pets sleep with you? We go to Sugar. Hey, Sugar. Is Sugar your real name? It is. I love that. I bet you're a sweet gal, too. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah. that may be debatable. We'll have to ask my husband that one. <laughs> do you let your animals sleep in bed with you? Yes, I do. Uh-oh. What kind of animals I do you do. have? I do. I have two pugs. And uh, my younger one, who is nine years old, has slept in my arms Aww. from the time she was six weeks old. In Aww. your arms every In my night? arms, and that's how she goes to sleep. She crawls under the covers and then crawls back out and keeps her two front paws on my upper shoulder and head on my shoulder and stares at my husband next to me. Aww. Does she keep him away? Between us. Does she keep him away from you? Uh she won't move. <laughs> yeah, so the answer is yes. How big is she now? How much does she weigh? She's, she doesn't weigh too much. She's uh, probably about 10 pounds. She's a real little one. And my male sleeps on my other side, but more towards my hip. What does your old man think of this? He's not happy. Yeah. The thing I yeah. noticed with the cats is it's really ruined my spontaneity, if you know well, what I mean. Well, we have cats, too, and we have a lock on our bedroom door. Because my one cat opens the door with, opens the door handle. Oh, wow. So you don't let the cats on the bed, though? Well, I do if the dogs aren't going to chase them. But it's usually a chase game. So at night, my cats are up at night, um, roaming. They think that they're catching things and they're just, uh, going after the dog toys and carrying them and screaming while they're carrying them. Yeah, wow. I can't see having so your bed as a racetrack. We keep them locked out so we could sleep, and there's no chase games going on. Yeah, okay. Well, I feel for your husband there. But you know what? We've always slept with our animals, but it it's not been where they have slept in the middle like yeah. my female does. I mean, we, we used to sleep with our Dobie between us. So they would much rather have your husband out of the bed is basically no, what you're saying, correct? No, not really, but um, I'm not going to move my pug. <laughs> or is she going to move? Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for your well, call. It was nice uh, hearing your um, radio show this morning. Is this the first time you've heard it? It is. I'm not usually up. I was on my way to... My son and daughter-in-law, she uh, went into labor this morning. Oh, congratulations. Do we have a baby? No, but it was a false, false oh. alarm. So I, um, 9 o'clock, came back home. Okay. Well, we appreciate... <laughs> I will be listening to it. You now. can also catch the podcast after it airs nationally. I'll encourage you to check out the website at animalradio.com. I will, for sure. Thank you very much oh, thank for you. calling. Boy, nice talking with you. Two new listeners in one day here. This is exciting for me. If you're a new listener... Or or if your animal sleeps in the bed with you, we'd love to hear from you. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is brought to you by Kipton Hotels. You know your pet's cute. Enter them in Kipton Hotels' fifth annual pet photo contest to win the ultimate hospitality getaway. Three nights at any Kipton Hotel plus airfare for two humans and a pet on JetBlue. Got to enter before January 31st at KiptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag KiptonPetPick2016. And thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people. 
what can you do when coyotes keep killing your goats? Well, you could get a guard donkey. <laughs> That's what a goat farmer in Massachusetts did when coyotes killed two of his favorite goats. An attack donkey sounds like a wacky idea, but Catherine Peterson of the University of Rhode Island's Veterinary Science Department disagrees, saying that donkeys have an inherent dislike of dogs and could be a pretty big threat to coyotes looking for a goat dinner. Pika the guard donkey was a little shy at first. She wouldn't eat for a couple days, but soon took up with one of the larger goats. She now seems right at home with her goat family, braying a lot and keeping those coyotes away. I'm Brit Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Hi, this is Iron Chef Cat Cora on Animal Radio. Please adopt a pet. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Well, hey, hey, the number is one 405 8405 and this hour, as if last hour wasn't enough, this hour... Dr. Marty Becker is going to be on with us, and he has a list of, I think, three things that your veterinarian might not tell you, or they might actually tell you and they shouldn't be telling you. Or they might forget to tell you because they're so busy. There you go. That seems to be my day. (laughs) Just running in circles and you forgot the last note. Well, no, you seem, you're a very transparent vet, and we all know every vet is different. One vet might say something different than another vet, but in your practice, you're very transparent. Is there really anything that you don't tell your clients? Um, I don't always tell someone when their dog is not attractive. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. You mean there's ugly animals? Well, there's ugly cutes. But, you know, it, I've always learned that if you can't say something nice, you don't say anything at all along there, that vein. <laughs> there you go. Okay, you know what? So. I think you still are, are pretty transparent. I probably wouldn't tell anybody if they had an ugly dog either, but I'm with uh, Judy on It's that. a rarity. It's I've a never rarity. seen an ugly dog. So yeah. it's, uh... Have you seen an ugly kid, though? Oh, lots of ugly kids. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> We're all counting on our fingers. Oh, I can think of a lot of them. <laughs> okay. Well, Dr. Becker will be on, and he'll tell us those things that he believes your vet might not be telling you or shouldn't tell you. One or the other, he'll be here with that. Lori Brooks, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, a little more serious vein here. Our government, I didn't know this, the USDA actually licenses animal dealers. And this is just a really ugly business. There's a new documentary out on it. Uh, but what goes on behind the scenes, we'll tell you next. Ooh, okay. Boy, this is a really engaging show today. Yes, if I wasn't, is. if I didn't have to be here, I'd still be here just to listen. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. What do you say we go to the phones for your calls right now? one 405 8405 And don't forget, you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hey, Jesse, how you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Where are you calling from today? Calling from Massachusetts. Boston area? Uh, yes, right in the Boston area. Listening on WCRN. Well, thank you so much for that. How can we help you? I have the whole dream team here for you. I have a 15-year-old cat um, who uh, about two years ago became a diabetic. And okay. uh, we've been giving him about four and a half units twice a day, and he seems to be fine up till about a couple weeks ago we moved him up to have him retested his uh numbers were in the 400s so they increased it to uh, five and a half units in the morning 
and okay. five and a half units at night. And now he has a, uh, uh, when we retested him, he came in at about 20 or 23. Holy cow, really low. Okay. Yeah, really low. So I'm wondering okay. if you have any other suggestions because the doctor has suggested giving him two in the morning and then at nighttime and then on the next day just give him two and then the day after give him two and two and so forth and then we're going to have him retested this week. So he's suggesting to drop down like half the dose eventually? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And can I ask what kind of insulin he's on? He said it was for uh, specifically for animals, uh, but I, I don't have the insulin um, in, uh, available okay. to look at right now. Okay, so you buy it at the veterinary office? I do, I do. He okay. said it's ex- exclusively meant for cats or animals. Okay, yes. maybe PZI or Prozinc? Yeah, I think it might be like a Prozinc. Prozinc, okay. Yeah, so that is a cat-specific um, um, insulin. And the reason I ask is there's because there's different insulins that sometimes we're a little bit more prone to having issues with. Um, okay. A lot of insulins, a lot of folks will t- testify now that um, pet insulin can be quite expensive. You know, some of this stuff could be 150 bucks. Yeah. Um, so um, there are other alternatives that sometimes could be cheaper. Um, some of the different human ones we may modify and use. We may use that with modification for for animals, and and just it can vary on how well one works for a cat versus it, it would work for a person. So in general, so let's kind of back up a little bit with diabetes. Um, very similar to people, you know, we have a goal. We want to keep the blood sugar in a nice, healthy range in cats. So we try to keep a, the blood sugar maybe between a hundred to two hundred would be like like the sweet spot we'd want to stay with. Um, so 400 is pretty darn high. 20 on the other end is exorbitantly low. Um, so low that that is at great danger for um, physical illness. And I, I was going to ask you if you had noticed that he was having any symptoms of hypoglycemia, being weak, listless, seizuring, anything of yes. that nature. Yeah, he was falling and uh, unable, okay. uh, unsteady, unable to walk, and mm-hmm. looked dizzy. Okay. And yep. um, at some times, I, I thought he was uh, had his limbs out straight. Um, mm. Okay, so yeah, he may, may have actually been going into seizures then. Yeah. Correct. Okay. I, I thought seizure. Yeah. So blood sugars below forty put us at risk for seizure activity and death. Uh, so yeah, that becomes really serious if they're getting levels at around twenty. So that being said, um, there's a couple things that could be going on. One could be as simple as we're giving more insulin than he needs at this time in his life. And um, there are cats that can go into diabetic remission. And usually that, if that's going to happen, it's usually in a newly diagnosed diabetic. So um, so say I just diagnosed a kitty with diabetes today. Um, if we put them on a low-carbohydrate diet and get on good insulin therapy and keep those blood sugars tight, you know, maybe up to as many as 80% of cats can go into remission, meaning that they don't need insulin anymore. Okay. If the cat's been on insulin for months or years, and they're not really well regulated, they're kind of regulated, but their numbers kind of pop up and down all over the place, then they're less likely to go into a remission. Um, and I think the numbers are less than 25% could go into like where you don't need insulin anymore. So one possibility is your kitty could be going through some kind of diabetic remission, meaning that we okay. no longer need to give insulin at all, or maybe just not to that dose that we're currently doing right now. 
Okay. So that's certainly a possibility. So I do think the idea of backing down by 50% of his dose sounds really reasonable um, and, okay. and probably the safest thing you can do. And then, yes, retest him. Um, okay. There are also situations where we can get misled with blood sugar levels in animals. And cats, they're really sneaky. Cats have the ability to shoot their blood sugar up almost 250 or even 300 points with just stress. So being, putting your cat in the carrier, going to the vet office and showing up, your cat may already have a blood sugar of 350. And it's nothing you've done different or wrong. It's just the stress effect. Okay. Um, so that can be tricky. And that's one reason why we like to keep, if we're doing a curve, we keep a cat through the day to check their um, blood sugars throughout the day because we will see consistently where that goes throughout the maybe an 8 or 12-hour period of time. So okay. that could be the other possibility is that, you know, if, if we only saw a few numbers in a, a blood uh, check that they did on the last time, we might have seen a 400 and thought, wow, he really needs more insulin. But if six hours later he was at 80, that may mean, ooh, no, he probably doesn't. So, right. so I think, I think your, your vet's got the right idea there, and I would definitely concur okay. with dropping that dose and then just reevaluating and seeing. And then diet-wise, what are you feeding this guy? Uh, if he's gone to canned food more recently, mm-hmm. uh, he seems to have sensitive teeth. So we've been giving him, trying to get him to eat and keep his weight up. So we've been giving him canned food three times a day. Okay, good, good, yeah. And, and that's where with cats, they're kind of like uh, a lot of people um, that, you know, with monitoring diet, limiting carbohydrates in their diet, we can actually, you know, in many of these kitties, get them either off insulin or decrease the amount they need. But carbohydrate levels, you know, maybe below 20% of their um, calorie content from um, carbohydrates. Um, so maybe 12 right. or 15 would maybe be ideal. So that's where prescription diets can can often help to better regulate a cat with diabetes. So you okay. can check, check with your veterinarian on that as well. All right. Hope that helps okay. you, Jesse. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, keep us okay. posted. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to reach out to the Dream Team. And uh, by the way, Doctor Debbie has written several Kindle books. And uh, if you happen to have a Yorkshire Terrier, a Shih Tzu, a Pug, or a Mini Schnauzer, look for her books. How to be your dog's best friend. They're over at uh, Amazon, and we have links at AnimalRadio.com. dot com. Uh, you can ask your questions toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, or from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, and it's a free download. Thanks to those folks over at Doctors, Fosters, and Smith. And I do believe we are taking the next call, and we have Sue on the line. Hi, Sue. Well, hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Where are you calling us from? Uh, Tampa, Florida. I'm What's calling, going on? I'm calling about a dog that I adopted, um from the animal um, shelter in uh, November, and okay. I was visiting him. Well, actually, I, I'm a dog walker, and I fell in love with him um, last summer, and I brought him home in November. Uh, he's a five-year-old lab Catahoula mix, and okay. he's a great dog, love him to death, but I live here with my husband, and my daughter and her husband live with us uh, temporarily, and this dog seems to be confused who his owner is, I think. Is that possible? How so? Well, what's, well, what's he doing? He 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 follows me around when I'm here by himself, by myself with him. But when my son-in-law walks in, he just takes off, and he won't come to me when I call or anything. He it's like he thinks he's his dog and he's mine. <laughs> and that bothers you, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, I'm a, I, maybe it's jealousy, but, but seriously, I mean, I I can't. He 
he just, you know, he just clings to him, and I have to, like, really encourage him to come with me um, to get him away from him. And I'm thinking, does he think he's his dog? Well, this might be something more than just, um, you know, who's who's the head head dog of the house, if you will. Um, who's the caretaker of the home? You know, who's giving him food? Who's letting him outside, taking care of all of his needs? Ma- majority, that would be me. But playtime okay. is my son-in-law. He definitely okay. plays with him more than I do. Well, you may have the same phenomenon going on in your house that I have in mine. I do all of what you just described. You feed them, um, take care of all of the medications, the light grooming, things like that. And my dogs, when I come home from work every night, they attack my husband and start playing with him and giving him attention. And I am truly chopped liver. And they just have no interest in anything that I have to do. But, you know, that's where it's kind of what what resource the different individuals are giving. Now, if he is always kind of anxious and following people around the house, then then that would be maybe a little bit more of something we need to talk about in the household setting, about maybe setting up some routines that are really predictable for him. But mm-hmm. if it's when your your son just comes home and it's a playtime, then I don't necessarily think that's a forgetting who's the owner type thing. It's just, um, you know, that's the activity that they participate in together. No different than if a, you know, a colleague came over and they played in the backyard. It's, ooh, yay, every time I see this person, we play. So there's a really oh, big okay. positive reward. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, well, that makes that, that makes me feel better. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want, and, I didn't, because I've never had an older dog like this before, um, I thought, you know, that was part of when you adopt a dog, an older dog kind of thing, and I just was confused. Yeah, no, and he's got, he's settled into the house, so is, is he comfortable in any behavioral problems like digging or being destructive, anything like that? No, no, he really, he's a, he's a real good boy. Well, awesome. Well, yeah. Well, well Sue, I, do- I totally sympathize with what you're going through because it is it's a daily battle in our household. <laughs> and it just doesn't seem fair because we provide all of the love, all of that attention. And, um, you know, I just can't even get a good petting or a head scratch come the end of the day. So I'm with you there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for your call, Sue. This is Dr. Debbie at 1-866-405-8405. Well, this portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Stella and Chewy's. Pets, you know, they thrive when they're fed the same food they get in the wild. And meal mixers are an easy, convenient way to add raw, nutrient-rich meat, wholesome fruits, vegetables, probiotics, and antioxidants to your dog's diet. You can learn more over at StellaandChewy's.com. And thanks so much for underwriting Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 866 405-8405. Stella and Chewy's believes that selecting the best food is one of the most important decisions an owner can make for their pet. We believe that pets thrive when they're fed the same diet they'd get in the wild. Dogs and cats are carnivores, and meal mixers are a quick and convenient way to mix a little raw nutrition and great taste into their diet. Made from premium raw ingredients like grass-fed meat and cage-free poultry with organic fruits and vegetables, meal mixers help kickstart your kibble. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. I am the family dog, and it's that time of year again. The one where pet parents start looking for Fido-friendly hotels and destinations where Fido is welcome. Make no bones about it. Pets are part of the family, and we like to sniff out new places too. And we hate to be turned away, especially when we're on our best behavior. So we won't be left out in the cold. Be sure to pick up a copy of Fido-friendly magazine to find the best hotels and destinations where Fido is always welcome. Go online to FidoFriendly.com 
and subscribe today. When you travel to New York, L.A., Chicago, and other major U.S. cities, stay at Kimpton Hotels, where all pets are always free. In the meantime, enter your pet in Kimpton's fifth annual pet photo contest by January 31st to win fantastic prizes like a three-night getaway to any Kimpton hotel, plus airfare for two people and a pet on JetBlue. Enter at KimptonHotels.com slash pet contest or on Instagram and Twitter with the hashtag KimptonPetPick2016. Sit, stay, and play at Kimpton Hotels. There are times being a genius would really come in handy. All right, since Jess and I only ordered three drinks and split the chicken and you guys ate about three-quarters of the guac, but Tim only left us 15 bucks, not including tax and tip, I'm thinking Hal and Karen split a third of the bill two ways, so you guys each take on 12%. Does that seem fair? Uh... But thankfully, you don't need to be a genius to do your own taxes, because TurboTax's Explain Why feature helps you understand the math behind your refund. Intuit TurboTax. Taxes done smarter. Feature availability varies by product and platform. Hi, this is Justin Silver from CBS's Dogs in the City here on Animal Radio, just reminding you to always stay in new to your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. And if you look under your phone, or if you're old school in your wallet... And all the pictures you have are of your pet, none of your spouse or any of your uh, human friends. Then this is your show, Animal Radio. We're all just a little bit crazy about our animals here, and we'd love to talk to you about it, especially if you're having a problem. We have Dr. Debbie here to answer your vet medical questions. And if it's a grooming issue, we have dog father Joey Volani. Lori, what are you working on over there in the newsroom? Well, another government story, a government agency going to be putting out something that all of us pet lovers are going to love. We'll tell you what it is on the way. The government, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Occasionally, they do something for animals. Okay. Let's uh, answer calls for Dr. Debbie and uh, groomer Joey Villani at one 405 8405 We have Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Hal. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Good. What's going on with your animals? Well, my animals, I my, my little dog has really bad breath. Little dog has okay. bad breath. So what kind of dog? He's a little Chihuahua, um, Karen Terrier mix. Oh, okay. Chihuahua, though. And how old is he? Uh, she will be three years she... old this month. Okay. All righty. So, um, well, I'll tell you, the bad breath. I mean, we talk about yeah. doggy breath. And there's there's three top things that I think of when I when I have someone who's talking about bad breath in their dogs. Uh-huh. Okay. First one, first one is dental disease. Okay. Second one is dental disease. And, <laughs> really. And the third one is dental disease. <laughs> and I'm you're writing all three down too. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, and it's it's a, just a known fact. Um, uh-huh. By two years of age, over seventy five percent of dogs and cats already have some degree of dental disease present. Yeah. Okay. And we may not always see it. Um, it may not be something that's jumping out at us, but it, we, uh-huh. it is there. And the reason is really because the teeth are, there's above the gum line and below the gum line. And only 40% of the tooth is above the gum line, what you can see. Okay. Um, so that means that there is processes going on underneath, underneath the gum line. So we have bacterial film, we get plaque buildup, and then we get this, you know, more mineralized tartar with time. Okay. So, especially in a chihuahua, because um, they do have a lot of uh, typical 
dental problems. So at that age, I would certainly be talking about doing a dental cleaning. And it's more than just, you know, you know, if there's not a lot of tartar, there's other stuff we do. So we do full oral charting. And that means we're basically going to kind of probe under the gum lines. We're going to look for um, pockets along the teeth, which can indicate periodontal disease. And a lot of times we'll get odor from bacteria down in those pockets. So that's uh, an important thing. And also, you know, the veterinarian will check and make sure the tonsils look good, that there's no masses or anything like that. That could be also be contributing to the to the odor. And, you know, and I do make jests, you know, saying everything's due to dental disease. But right. the other types of things that can cause bad breath tend to be more medical in nature. So we might be looking at, you know, GI disease, gastric reflux. Um, we might have something like diabetes or kidney disease. Um, okay sinus infections, things like that. So those, in a younger dog, we might think a little less of, and I definitely would focus my radar on the the dental health. Um, my friend recommended giving my dog greenies. What do you think? Well, you know, I think that's something that we can use to go along with complete oral care, but it is not a replacement for dental cleanings or for, you know, other types of home care. So once I do have a dog that's had his teeth cleaned, then I definitely do follow up with whatever we can do at home to help him stay clean and also to keep, um, you know, the bacteria and the Does that include like brushing teeth? Absolutely. And well, the best thing that can be done for home care is teeth brushing. That's the best thing. And we want to do that every couple days because the soft kind of plaque will become mineralized within about three days if we don't dislodge it. Can we get real just for just a second? Do you do do that with Boss? You know what? I I do have a toothbrush, and we do brush his teeth, but the frequency of which is not what I recommend. Just checking. It's my husband's job. I will say that. Okay. (laughs) He's the one supposed to be doing that. So, but yes, that's the best thing you can do. But there are some some other great home care products, some through your veterinarian, and then some might be over the counter. And your veterinarian will have products that have ingredients like chlorhexidine, which is a antimicrobial um, solution that they can you can apply to the gums, and it helps to decrease the odor and the bacteria in the mouth, and can help to keep that plaque from building up. So there's a lot of different forms for that. Um, also, some of the oral products that contain zinc can be used for bad breath, and it basically is because zinc interferes with the bacterial um, proliferation, so it therefore helps with the odor associated with dental disease. Well, a lot of answers there, Lisa. Thank you so much for your yes, call. Thank you. Good thank luck you on that. Ba- yeah, good luck on the bad breath with uh, that dog there. It's toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This is an Animal Radio News update. Brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy with prescription medications and over-the-counter products like Advantix flea and tick medication delivered right to your door. Learn more at fosterandsmith.com. I'm Lori Brooks. Really good news about a really bad problem now. Buried in a massive government spending bill is a provision that will shut down shady animal dealers who buy and sell pets for research, all paid for by your tax dollars. But that could be changing if Congress does the right thing and cuts off funding to pay for licensing of what they call Class B animal dealers by the USDA. You see, every year these licensed dealers with illegal bunchers round up thousands of dogs 
dogs and cats who will then end up in laboratories. These animals include illegally trapped stray dogs and cats. Some, in fact, are even stolen right out of their yards. Others are purchased from shelters and flea markets, usually for under $20, and then sold to laboratories for hundreds of dollars. The USDA says Class B dealers supply laboratories with only about 3,200 dogs a year, but other sources, including the HBO documentary Dealing Dogs, places that number at closer to 40,000 each year. 20 animals that people love and keep as pets will be on an upcoming set of first-class forever stamps issued by the Postal Service. A tan and white puppy, a golden lab, a spotted kitty, a tabby, and a dappled gray horse each have a stamp of their own, as do a white mouse, some green parakeets, a blue and gold macaw, rabbit, chinchilla, a gerbil, guinea pigs, and hamsters. There are even stamps for non-furry friends who aren't as soft and cuddly. Also featuring on these stamps will be a a hermit crab, an iguana, a tortoise, a corn snake, a gecko, a goldfish, and a betta fish. The Postal Service hasn't said exactly when these forever pet stamps will be issued, but it might be as early as May, which is National Pet Month. Canine Killer, as he is called by his handlers, is a very special service dog. His job is to hunt down rhinoceros poachers in South Africa, which is something plaguing that country and depleting the number of wild rhinos beyond oblivion. Killer works with an anti-poaching force in Kruger National Park, and over the past four years, he and his team were responsible for the arrests and prosecution of over 115 people. So to honor Killer, he's been awarded a gold medal, which was presented to him by actor Ricky Gervais. I'm Lori Brooks. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Pharmacy. With everyday low prices on products like Quellin and Rimadil delivered right to your door with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Learn more at FosterAndSmith.com. Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies have a vet VIPPS accredited online pharmacy covering all your pet's needs from heartworm medications and anti-inflammatories like Remedil to non-prescription items like canine Advantix flea and tick preventive. Doctors Foster and Smith has your pet covered. We'll even contact your vet for you, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day with free shipping on orders over $49. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Did you know canine caviar diets are formulated with common health concerns in mind, such as diabetes, cancer, and kidney disease? You see, canine caviar uses low GI carbs, which reduce hunger and prolong physical endurance. Free of GMO, gluten, hormones, steroids, and antibiotics. Canine Caviar's five-star dog and cat foods are the only alkaline-based foods in the world. And that promotes a healthy lifestyle for your furry family. Find out more at caninecaviar.com. Radio, celebrating the connection with our pets. Here's the toll-free number, 1-866-405-8405, and we'll head back to the phones for your calls in just a couple of seconds. Don't forget, you can also ask your questions from the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And there's so many reasons you should download that app. Not only can you ask your questions anytime, but you could listen to the show anytime on your terms. You know, when you want to listen to it. 
And it's a free download thanks to those folks over at Doctors Fosters and Smith. Uh, joining us, Animal Radio veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker is back. How you doing? Oh, doing good, friend. I I heard on uh, one of your teases talking about clonics in dogs, and, and that's a true story. Over the holiday, I followed a van in Spokane that they were they did colonics and the bumper sticker said hooked on colonics. Man, I, I can't get that thing out of my mind. Hooked you, on a, colonics. A mobile colonic van, huh? Yeah, mobile colonic van, yeah, that ah. goes I guess goes to your home business. But you, you know, one thing is funny, they do do quite a few fecal transplants in dogs now. I that's heard about that. Yeah. yeah. That's something that's uh that's really oncoming. But here's what I want to talk about. Uh, you know, Oz calls me America's veterinarian. What my wife calls me, you probably can't say on air. Nope. But I have some things that I want to get real here with things that maybe your veterinarian's telling you that he shouldn't and things that your veterinarian might not tell you because either they're too busy. So oh. let's start with the things that, that if you have a veterinarian that is still recommending you get vaccinations every year for all the core diseases in dogs and cats, you should find another veterinarian. Mm. It's it's inexcusable, except in some extreme case that Dr. Debbie and I probably don't even know. Uh, all the the research is very well documented, and the vaccine guidelines that have been produced by our professional organizations, and including like the American Animal Hospital Association, the American Veterinary Medical Association, the American Association of Feline Practitioners, most of these core vaccines are given every three years. Uh, some other things need to be given yearly, uh, like, uh, you know, Bordetella for dogs. And, and there's some things that are mandated by law in certain areas. But if you have a veterinarian that's still every year, you know, poking full of holes like a watering can, I think it's unconscionable. Now, you know, that's a, a, a dramatic change over the like last couple of decades. Yes. Yeah, you and we know, we, yeah, we know, we know differently now. I mean, some people even claim that a one-time distemper shot is uh, is all you ever need. I'm, I I can't go there because the research has not been done. The duration of immunity, what we call it, has not been done. So we need to follow the vaccine guidelines. But most of these now, we know the immunity lasts uh, lasts three years, and you can test. It's much more reasonable to test titers now. So if you're the kind that wants to actually see, like the the fuel gauge in your car, how many antibodies your pet has and it's protected, you can do that. But there's still a there's still a disproportionate, and I'm not talking, you know, I don't I don't even even know what the number was. Twenty five percent of veterinarians that are still recommended every year, and that's a ripoff. Um, and I'll, I'll get mail for that. I'll get hate mail. I might even get a death threat. But that's <laughs> that's the truth. Okay. It, so that that's one thing. And two, you know, we're smart enough to know that you you. Uh, probably are going to get your flea and tick products somewhere other than the veterinary hospital. At least there's a good chance. Uh, we do have products that are proprietary that are the, the state of the art, the leading products that you can only get from a veterinarian. And there's a good argument to be made for some of those that that's what these pets should have. But you know what? If you used, uh, Canine Advantage, your front line in the past and it's working well, uh, it's the same front line you're going to get at, at, um, Walgreens or Walmart or online, it's the same thing. Okay. But, but what I want you to do on food and stuff, I want you to at least ask your veterinarian. You're not going to offend us. A lot of people won't call because, oh, my gosh, they'll be upset because they don't buy it from them. Call up and say, you know, I, I'm going to buy my product where I buy my groceries or I shop at, uh, you know, I go to CVS all the time or I do all my shopping online. Can you recommend one or two products that you feel comfortable? And then we can put it in the medical record so we know what you're using. So, and the next thing is about how to feed. This is so important that, 
If you go to the zoo, I was out doing a, a an engagement just a few days ago, and you drive by the entrance to the Cincinnati Zoo, and if you were to go in there to the the lion enclosure or the wolf enclosure, it's basically four fences enclosing a wolf or a, or a coyote or a lion. And, and that's what a home is. A home is four walls enclosing these pets. And we're learning so much more about how important enrichment activities are. So as part of this fear-free movement that I'm working on, we're really digging deep. And you see that we not only have to remove or reduce anxiety triggers, we have to tremendously increase the enrichment activities. And one of the easiest ways to do that is just switch your food bowls out for uh, food puzzles or food dispensing devices so that it's a, it's an activity that doesn't just feed the body but feeds the mind. And the last thing is about creating fear-free veterinary visits. People will be excited to know the profession is changing. Uh, you're going to find veterinarians in the future being more like uh, pediatric dentists or pediatricians where we're really looking after both the physical and emotional well-being of your pets. Basically, I'll just tell you two or three things you can do to help your pet have a fear-free visit. One is to start planning the visit two or three days out when you get the carrier out. If it's a small dog or a cat, start a magic carpet ride of pheromones. Uh, you want to start your vehicle up so it's the, it's almost uh, room temperature when they go out. You know, a cat lives at 72 degrees. Don't go take them out in North Idaho today where it's 19 degrees and start it up head in. Uh, don't baby talk them on the way in. If, if best to say nothing or talk to them in a normal voice like you're going to the dog park, there actually is music you can download to play or your veterinarian can send it to you in an MP3 file called Through a Dog's Ear or Through a Cat's Ear. And this is important. When you get to the clinic, if you have one of those dogs that loves to be around people and loves to wait in the, exam, in the waiting area, fine. But for most pets, ask if you can go straight into an exam room to be checked in remotely. Or if they don't have the technology to do that or they're too busy, go check in and go back out and wait in your vehicle in your car until it's your turn to be seen. And lastly, bring your pet in very hungry so it responds better to food rewards. <laughs> I'm evangelical. Dr. Marty Becker, if you want to learn more about him, links to everything that he does over at AnimalRadio.com. Just hit the Zoo Crew link. We're going to head back to the phones toll-free at 1-866-405-8405 next. Hello everyone, it's Robert Sembro, your Pet World Insider, here with this week's Animal Radio List, 5 must-know things to understand when training your dog. Before you embark on training your favorite pooch, here are a few friendly tips for training the untrained. Number 1. Be patient and have realistic expectations. Your dog may be the smartest being in your home, but that doesn't mean that they're going to understand everything you're trying to train them to do. So have a plan and know that it's going to take some time to train and reinforce the behaviors, tricks, and requests that you have in mind. Think of it this way. A dog is doing what comes natural to them. So whatever you're trying to change or correct is not necessarily natural for them. So it's going to take some time and reinforcement. Number two, be specific and use the proper terms at the moment it occurs. If Fido has chewed up your favorite slippers while you're away at work, coming home eight hours later and saying no or bad dog doesn't really tell them what they need to know. For all they know, your arriving at home has somehow made them a bad dog. So when you see them doing something that you need to correct, be specific and be timely. For instance, if they're jumping on someone, no just tells them not to do that. But they don't know what to do, so instead try saying sit. Number three, consistent messaging from all they meet. If you're telling your pooch off when they jump on the bed, but your housemates are saying down or some other term, it gets confusing for them. So everyone in the home needs to be consistent. Number four, training is more than the one hour you devote to it. 
Every interaction you have with your pet is training. You may specifically work on a trick or a request, but the reality is that you're in a constant state of training and reinforcement. So training and learning never really stops. If you see a new behavior that is developed, ask yourself what you or your housemates have done to teach this or reward this new behavior. Number five, you don't have to rely on food treats to train. Yes, who doesn't love bacon or cheese treats every time they do something right? It's my favorite way to learn too. However, it does add to the obesity problem, and you're also sending a message that when you don't have food, your dog may not need to do what you are asking them to do. Remember, most of the time your dog is only too eager to please you, not because you're a walking treat machine, but because you give them love, praise, and affection. Go ahead and use treats, but mix in praise, belly rubs, and other non-food-related rewards as well. Finally, remember that you may not be the best at training, and from the dog's eye view, they've trained you. They stole your heart, trained you to feed them, care for them, and pay attention just by being themselves. To be the leader, you're gonna need to use patience, planning, and occasionally some prayers and bacon. You know it's worth it. Good luck, and share your training tips with us here at Animal Radio on our Animal Radio Facebook page. This is Animal Radio, baby. And we have George on the phone. Hey, George, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Dr. Debbie, I have a fat Siamese cat, and I'm standing next to her right now. When I come into the room, this is what she does. Did you hear that? Do it again. <laughs> well, she's getting fatter, so I've cut her diet down to whenever she does this to me, which is quite often. I've got like a two-tablespoon uh, size cup, and I just take a little. I use this I am um, Proactive Health Indoor Weight Hairball Care, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, she gobbles it up, then she goes around the carpet a few hours later, or maybe even a few minutes later, throws it up, and then comes back and says, Meow! Oh, poor dear. <laughs> uh, now, how much does this kid weigh? 12 pounds. Yeah, that's a big Siamese, because a lot yeah. of female Siamese will be about 6, 7, even 8 pounds. So, yeah, yeah, that sounds a bit heavy. Okay, so so she's very vocal, and then when she is vocal, you feed her. Is that pretty much what I'm getting? Well, yeah, what am I supposed to do? Just let her meow till, you know, I can't stand it anymore? <laughs> oh, gosh, you know what? Okay, here's some kitty tough love advice. <laughs> well, to some degree, Siamese will talk to you about anything and everything. And if she's learning the cue of talking to you gives me food then that's that's a positive reward that she has just gotten for that. Now, some folks with Siamese love that verbal nature that they have, and they love to kind of chatter back and forth with their kitties. I am a little troubled, though, that this is rewarded by feeding um, in every instance, and we need to find a substitute action or behavior that we can reward, um, if you will, <laughs> her talking to you, and uh-huh. find a different way that we can do feeding. So there are some ways, but it does take tough love and i'm very serious about it that you have to kind of get yourself out of the feeding equation so for a kitty that is a real big demander of feeding uh, one strategy that i would work towards is to try to get her to utilize a timed feeder and the idea with this is that we don't want her to cry and get food we want her to learn that food will come from this magical box and that it will come at set times and 
meowing to dad isn't going to make me, this open up any sooner. So uh-huh. that that takes time. So there are ways to kind of get her used to that. Um, and there's some great time feeders that you can purchase online, um, pet stores and so forth, where you basically have a battery and then the little compartments open at preset times. Uh-huh. Um this is a great tool for that cat that tries to wake you up in the middle of the night at 2, 3 a.m. Instead of getting up when they do this, you tra- you train them that they go to the feeder at that time and it opens up on its own. So that way you take yourself out of that equation. You can sleep at night. <laughs> right. So, so to get to that. on top of me at night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that. In there. Well, we definitely don't want her to get too heavy because that will make it difficult to sleep. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then when if I move, she complains. <laughs> oh, she's got you wrapped around her little paw. I can tell. Oh yeah. Now, so some of the other things that I would say, working towards this idea of getting her to a time feeder, you can actually um, work on measuring her daily amount of her food. In a container. So uh-huh. what we would want to do is to give her opportunities to work for her food, independent of you. So you might have to fill a little toy. There are nice little interactive toys uh, made by some different companies where they're basically kind of little puzzles. They're little uh, plastic chew toys where you put the kibbles inside the item. They bat it around by the paw action, by chasing after it, little pieces of food fall out. Uh-huh. So that's a very good way to kind of get her activity level up and to make her work for food. Because if you face it, indoor cats sit around on their butt and wait for us to serve them. So this will give her something to do and to also kind of, uh, you know, get her off that couch and work for that food there. <laughs> so. Right. And then, uh, you know, we might also. Old. She still gets up and chases a uh, laser light every once in a while when she got the energy. Good, good. Yeah. And laser pointers are great to get cats moving and things like the little cat dancers, the fish pole toys, things like that can be also wonderful to get, you know, get them moving a little bit. And, right. uh, you know, if, if we don't have her um, necessarily on a weight loss diet, you might want to see, you know, talk to your veterinarian if she's a candidate for being on a weight loss diet. Um, but that might be another strategy to kind of help her out and try to get um, some of this weight off and, uh, you know, get, get her trimmed down a little bit here. <laughs> So how much food should I give her a day? Oh, that's a great question. And the answer is um, I will usually refer people to the bag of the food that they're on <laughs> because every diet is a little bit different in the calorie content. So there's no way we can compare uh, food one, two, or three to each other. Um, right. So we'll have to look at what the calorie content is. And especially with a weight loss diet, we can feed a little bit more of that and they'll feel a little bit more satisfied. Um, yeah. If we just limit regular cat food that you might buy for any cat. Um, for a cat that's overweight, by limiting the volume of food, you're also limiting the nutrients and they'd be missing out on things and, and definitely can have some nutritional issues. So, um, you know, that, that too, we might have to get her into a weight loss diet. Um, you know, one of maybe the high protein diets, um, that kind of work like catkins, if you will, um, to help oh. them lose <laughs> lean weight. <laughs> I just looked on this bag, and it does have feeding guidelines for the weight of a cat. Mm-hmm. It weighs 12 pounds. It's uh, feed daily to maintain weight is three-quarters to one cup. Or to lose weight, just three-quarters of a cup. Mm-hmm. And this is like the AMS um, proactive indoor uh, yeah. proactive and- and, and that may be a fine diet for, you know, just kind of managing weight. But usually if I've got an overweight 
can't. Um, they're really, um, it's difficult to get cats to lose weight in general. It really is. It's hard. It, it's, it's harder than me eating pizzas and drinking wine on the weekends. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I would consider getting her on a weight loss diet. Those are generally prescription foods. There's a lot of different companies that have those. And, um, th- that might be one other thing that we can do to really get this girl to, to kind of trim down a little bit more. Yeah, she's turning into a round ball. Oh, yeah. And you know what? I love the Siamese. They're very vocal. They can be very active and very athletic, too. So maybe if we can kind of get this gal leaned down a little bit, um, you know, you might see some more of that kittenhood come back. Okay. Well, thank you. Good luck with that. Let us know how that goes, George. We appreciate your call today. Well, thank you. I enjoy listening to your show. So do I. (laughs) I get paid for it, too. Well, that was jam-packed, wasn't it? It went by pretty fast, too. I want to thank Dr. Marty Becker as well as Deb Montgomery over at the uh, Morris Animal Inn. If you need an animal radio fix during the week, head on over to AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. And we'll see you next week for more Animal Radio right here. Bye. 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 Woof. This is Animal Radio Network.